welcome to episode nine of the Parkrun Adventurers. Tonight we have a very special guest in the studio. I am not joined by my regular co-host. I am being joined by the Studley event director. Say hello, Studley. Hi, Studley. (laughs) So there was a bit of an exciting launch on Saturday. And it's exciting because, obviously, Scotty was involved. It was one of his babies, and he got to have a whole bunch of runners come along. This week, we're going to do something a little bit different. And to get all the lowdown on how the launch went on the weekend, we are going to do one minute of questions, sale of the century style. Are you ready, Studley ED? I am ready. Okay. Your time starts now. Who am I? I'm the only event to launch in Victoria on the 27th of February 2016. Studley Parkrun. Is it true that you no longer answer to your given name and only reply to people when they refer to you as Studley ED? No. Not yet. What what time did female course record holder Amy Holmes finish in? Really fast. Is this the first time you've grown a beard for an event launch? Yes. Did you forget anything? Yes, a pen. Is it true that you had engineers check the suspension bridge before the trial to ensure it could support a sufficient amount of park runners? That is correct. How wobbly does the suspension bridge get when there are more than three runners on it at once? Feedback is it's more steady with running than walking. Not a problem. How many photographers did you have on the day? One. Did you only have one photographer? Because he took photos from three different places. She. She. Well, there you go. That's amazing. So many photos. If you could have a famous person attend Studley Parkrun, who would it be? Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitzmagic. (laughs) Describe the Studley Parkrun course in one word. Picturesque. What is Studley Parkrun's Facebook page cover a photo of? The boathouse. True or false, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck were at your launch? Um, false. I'll go with false. Pretty confident there. Is it a breach of brand guidelines to minimise the font of the word Parkrun in your email auto-signature so as to make readers see Studley Event Director <laughs> in larger font? Uh, I refuse to answer. <laughs> And last question, did you have fun? I did. It was one of the most fun days I've had in my parkrun journey so far. Well, I think we may have taken a little bit longer than a minute there, Scotty, but I'll I'll let you have that. It sounds like you had a good day. I did. We did. And a lot of people were asking me, am I nervous? And for some reason, I wasn't because I'm pretty confident that the course was spot on. The crew that I had with me on the day were going to do their job, and it's parkrun. You know, it, we know how it works. It's a pretty simple concept. I like to keep things simple, and with that in mind, we had a really successful launch. And the feedback has been since Saturday has been positive, so that's good. You, you're going to go back and do another event next week? Launch another one? No, no, I mean no. just, you know, have a second studly one. I think so. Yeah. I think that's how it works, yeah. Okay. I think it's every week, 8 a.m. for us, 
Yeah. So I had a launch to attend. You did some volunteering again in your favorite volunteer role as tail runner. That's an assumption of mine. Am I correct? It's no, it's not actually my favorite volunteer role. It's, it's an, a great one to do uh, as a volunteerist um, because obviously you get to appreciate the course if you've never been there before and it's not too difficult to follow the instructions because you're just following people that have been there before. So, Was it your first visit to Noosa? No, it wasn't my first visit to Noosa. I've been there on a few occasions. The last time I was there, I was dressed as Slimer from the Ghostbusters. Oh, that's right. Do not ever run five kilometres in an inflatable plastic suit, okay? It might sound like a good idea, but plastic does not breathe. Even in the middle of winter, it doesn't work. Heat needs to escape, and when you're wrapped up in plastic, there's nowhere for it to escape. Agreed. Um, it was actually my eighth event as a volunteer. So I'm slowly chipping away at volunteering here and there. I'm trying to do one a month um, for the year 2016 so that I can contribute to the volunteerism craze. Let's call it a craze and it'll become a craze. The volunteerism craze that is sweeping the nation. <laughs> hey, more people are mentioning it to me. The more people we get doing it, trying it, they'll figure it out. It's great Absolutely. fun. It is, it is really good fun. And, I mean, you get just as many thanks, even if people don't know who you are, if you're volunteering somewhere else. So, yeah, and I, I had the benefit of happily attending Noosa Park Run on the day that their event directors, uh, Michael and Jacqueline, known as Jack, uh, ran their 50th Park Runs together, which was a wonderful thing to be there for. So I was very pleased that I managed to be there on that day as well. Was there lots of celebrating for the two of them? No, they they did it very quietly. They um no no particular fanfare or anything like that. They started the run with their two boys, and then the two boys left them for dead, as they do. Um, but yeah, no, it was just it's nice as an event director myself. I can really appreciate that. It takes a long time for us to reach the running milestones and um, it took me two years to get to my 50th park run and it hasn't quite taken them two years. They're a little bit ahead of that schedule, um, possibly because there's two of them so they can share the run, um, run directing duties as well as being event directors. But yeah, no, it's, it's just nice to be present when those things happen, even without fanfare. Yeah, I'm a fan of that. Without fanfare. So well done, Noosa team. So briefly tell us a little bit about the Noosa course. Oh, well, the Noosa course is gorgeous. It's very, very shady. It has a lovely wide path. It uh, predominantly is downhill on the way out, which of course means that it's predominantly uphill on the way back. But when I say uphill, you know, it's um, slightly undulating and it's it's not a massive climb by any means. It um, runs through bushland alongside a lake and I always forget whether it's Lake Koroiba or Lake Kutharaba or it's possibly another lake. So don't, don't quote me on the geography of that. But what I do know is that if you go there at high... Um, at the full moon, the lake is in a lot closer to the shore and um, it makes for much prettier running. But it's a great course in the summer because of the shade and 
really, really welcoming team. They actually have a guest book because they receive so many tourists and adventurers at Noosa Park Run. They have a guest book that you can leave your comments and your name and the date that you visited. And it's really lovely actually to read through the pages to see where people have come from and, and what they've had to say about the course. And it's there available before and after the run. So if you stop by at Noosa, check out the guest book and make sure you sign in and leave a comment. Do they call it their tourism guest book or their adventuring guest book? I think they just call it the Noosa Parkrun guest book. Okay. I, I don't think they Good compromise, it. Noosa. <laughs> so my takeaway from that is if I'm visiting Noosa, consult my lunar charts and look out for the guest book. Precisely. And speaking of people adventuring to Noosa, our next guest on the show has actually been there herself. Well, welcome by Christine Timms, who is our ED and TD extraordinaire from the island to the south. Welcome to the podcast, Christine. Thank you very much. Now, you are the ED down at Launceston, but also the TD looking after all of Tasmania. Yes. Yep. I didn't have enough work to do, so I had to take on more. And, well, how are you finding that Tasmania currently has three events? Room for growth? Absolutely room for growth. So when I took over the Territory Director role in November, there were three existing events. Um, I now have another three prospects who shall not be named um, that I'm working on. So hopefully I might be able to double my workload in the next 12 months. Can you give us a little preview? <laughs> uh, well, I've got um, one lady working on a lovely trail run in Railton, which is a very small country town between Launceston and Devonport. And then I have interest from Burnie and Georgetown. So all of them are up in the north, um, and that's not because I live in the north. They've all come to us, but uh, they all look like really good prospects. Two of the three of them have actually come from the local councils, so really hopeful that they'll get up and running. Something different about Tasmania is you have the 9am starts. Yes, we do. Well, some find that quite unusual. Um, and, in fact, only two of our three events start at nine. Devonport starts at eight because they have issues around access to their course if they run any later. Um, but I guess what you need to understand about Tasmania is that at eight o'clock in the middle of winter, it can be still quite dark and it's not unusual for us when we're setting up for a nine o'clock start to be in minus five degrees. So if I ask my event team to be out at 7 o'clock for an 8 o'clock start, um, they may actually be icicles by the time you got, everyone else got there. And I think it's actually worked quite well for us from a, a parkrun tourism perspective because um, we do seem to attract quite a lot of tourists, particularly, well, obviously I've got the most experience in Launceston. Um, you know, it's a bit more civilised if you're being a tourist to sort of have a 9 o'clock start than having to race out at early hours on your holidays. You get to have a sleep in. You get to have a sleep in and do a park run. Well, I'm glad this has been brought to my attention because I would have been showing up a little bit early. I'm headed your way in a couple of months and I plan to do um, Hobart and Launceston when I'm there. So 9 a.m. starts, locking that in the memory bank. Definitely. And if you're, there, if you're here in our winter, you'll appreciate the later time. <laughs> I'm sure I will. Are you heading over for the powwow? No? 
I'm not. I'll be there a little bit earlier than Pow Wow. I'm going to be there in the last couple of weeks in April. I'm going down for my wedding anniversary, actually. So, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't fall around the same time of year as Pow Wow, unfortunately. Oh, that's a shame. And what is a Pow Wow? Well, a Pow Wow, um, it, it, originally they were event team Pow Wows, and it's an opportunity for the event teams from around the country to gather together and share ideas and get to know each other, um, to get some face-to-face access to the big boss, Tim. Um, and generally what happens is, you know, you get together on Friday night for a meal, you go to a local park run um, on Saturday morning, on the Saturday afternoon or late morning, we'll have a question and answer time with Tim from head office. And then on the Sunday, there's generally a, um, a fun run of some sort to be involved in. And which fun run will be um, at your powwow, Christine? So our powwow is um, on the weekend of the 10th to the 12th of June, and it coincides with the 10th anniversary of the Launceston 10, which is um, not only a fun run, but it's also the Oceana 10K um, championships. And it's got a bit of a reputation as being the fastest 10K race in the country. And so, yeah, it's the 10th anniversary. We've got a number of our park runners, um, myself included, uh, who are actually completing our 10th Launceston 10. So there's about 20 people out there who've done all 10 since it started. So it's a little bit special. Oh, if you'd cut that down to 10 of you who've done all 10 (laughs) since it started and you're doing it on the 10th of June and the 10th anniversary, it would make it a lot easier to remember. That would be really neat, wouldn't it? It would. I haven't been able to knock that many out. <laughs> well done, though, being part of the 20 who've done every single one. That's brilliant. And it's in June, so I'm assuming that's pretty damn cold. What time does that start in the morning? Uh, that starts at 10 o'clock in the morning. Of course it does. Yes, Launceston 10 at 10. Um, yeah, it's pretty cold and I have seen it in driving horizontal rain, um, not being able to see your hand in front of your face. It's kind of an experience, but I quite like running in the cold, so it's quite good for me. I think you're selling it to the really hardcore park runners, Christine. (laughs) I know. See, I was up in Queensland in summer doing park run, and that was hard work for me. (laughs) Which events did you get to on your tourism trip? Uh, well, my first week I was actually in Melbourne, so I went out to Altona Beach Park Run with a friend of mine who lives over there who I'm trying to convert to the park run way of life. Um, and then the following two weeks I got one in at Noosa and they were gracious enough to have some driving rain for us on the day, which cooled things down quite nicely for us southerners <laughs> and, uh, and made up for the little hills that they've got on their course. Those and are also the- undulations. Yes, yes, oh, apart from that last one. Yes. which is easy to get down at the beginning of your run, but not so easy to get back up again. And then my last run um, during my parkrun tourism was uh, Paradise Beach. Sorry, Paradise Point parkrun, which was just lovely. Lovely group of people there and a nice flat run. Wow, so you have been on some adventures. How many different parkruns have you done, Christine? Uh, including Launceston, I've done 11 different courses. Um, so I've been lucky to get around a, quite a few and I've done one volunteerism. Very proud of my volunteerism. I was at uh, Albert Park a couple of weeks ago. Yep, good reports were coming from the event team that Christine came to save the day. Organising the funnel. Uh, it was actually the funnel to the barcode scanners. 
So they, they had the funnel getting their tickets and then they needed a funnel to get to the barcode scanners because there were so many people. Yeah. That was great. And a really good vibe, lovely bunch of people. Okay, I like to get your, your top park run. So out of your 11, give me your favourite. Take Excluding lawn system, of oh, course. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really enjoyed Noosa. Love Noosa. Um, enjoy Altona Beach. The view from the, the midpoint of Altona Beach is just stunning. Really enjoyed that. And a lovely, lovely group of people there as well. I thought Paradise Point was really cruel because they made me cross the finish line or go past the finish line three times before they let me use it. <laughs> and that's, that's just heartbreaking. Um, but yeah, I, I think my favourite would have to be Altona Beach. I agree with you. It's a really pretty course at Altona mm. and the view. So if you haven't been there, it's an out-and-back course, but you run up a sort of a hill at the halfway point to a tower and then you get to overlook Port Phillip Bay in Melbourne. Really pretty. Mm-hmm. One of the challenges of running parkrun in Australia is that it's hot. Everyone here complains that it's hot and we need singlets. What is a hot day in Tasmania like? A hot park run in Tasmania um, would be 23 to 25 degrees. Oh, that's a scorcher, isn't it? Isn't it dreadful? <laughs> How do you cope? <laughs> Oh, we make sure everyone's got plenty of water and we warn, <laughs> we warn them days in advance that it's going to be so hot. Um, but it, it, quite seriously, though, um, the heat down here, it sounds silly, but the heat down here for the same temperature does feel more draining than, say, the the, temper, the heat in Queensland for, for when you're um, not accustomed to it. Um I don't know exactly what it is. Someone might be able to tell me, but people come down and they do complain that it feels a lot hotter than what it actually is. But that's another reason why we don't push our start times any earlier is because there's really not that much need in the summer. And on the other end of it, what's a cold day look like? <laughs> As I say, we could be setting up in minus five. So, But is there really any difference between zero and minus five? Like... Once you're frozen, aren't you just frozen? Uh, finger function can be very useful when you're trying to, <laughs> <laughs> when you're trying to give out tokens and or, press stopwatch buttons. Yes, <laughs> buttons require digital use, yes. On that note, Christine, thanks for joining us on the Parkrun Adventurers. We have enjoyed our visit to Tasmania. Thanks very much, Christine. I, I might see you in April. You may very well do. Look forward to it. And we thought it was time to go international again on the pod. And I have a really close connection in my life to Poland and Polish culture. So I wanted to speak to the Polish country manager, Jakub Federer. You're going to have to help me with your surname, Jakub. <laughs> it's an easy one. It's Fedorowicz. Jakub Fedorowicz. Welcome to the Parkrun Adventures podcast. Oh, hello. Parkrun in Poland. How many years has it been going? Oh, it's been going for five years now, so this year it's going to be our fifth year. Um, um, it's been pretty nice and developing, and over those five years, I think we, we achieved quite a lot. So, Jakob, when you launched in October 2011, I understand you only had five runners at your first event. Is that correct? 
We had five people, of which two were runners, and we had three volunteers. And I think that was the only case where we had more volunteers than runners, luckily. And so now that you've got about 30 events, what sort of average do you have every week in terms of runners oh, and volunteers? Uh, it very much depends on the size of the, of the city. Um, we have events where we have for more than 200 people, but also we have those small ones where we have around 10, 15 people every week. So it depends. Um, the good news is it's growing. Oh, yes. It, it's growing. It's, in total, I think we have more than 35,000 35, people registered with Parkrun in Poland. And we're growing by more than 1,000 people per month. So it's quite good. It's great. Because do the Poles embrace Parkrun? Because I can't imagine there is a, a big running culture in Poland. Am I right? Yeah, I think it is now. I mean, you know, it has developed over the years because if if you you know if you run in eighties, people would just stare at you and laugh, you know, and, and then you know they would just say, you know, you are crazy. Well now I think you really have to explain and justify why you're not running. So it has changed, you know, completely. Give us a little bit of an insight into the weather you have over there, Jakob, and, and what time of the day do your park runs start? We are, I would just say, we are pretty much the same as, um, you know, the, the other countries, the other park run countries. Um, our events, they are held on Saturday, of course, and nine o'clock in the morning. So pretty much the same as in the most of, of, of the park run world. If you ask me about differences or if you ask me about anything that is very much specific or um, very much Poland related in terms of parkrun, I must say that, you know, we are not different. Uh, we have many people coming from the UK and other countries and when they participate at parkrun in Poland, they say, you know, it's, 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 it's amazing, it's all the same, uh, apart from the language, of course. Um, well, other than that, we we do our events as as anywhere else. Um, I think the um, what would be quite um, unique. I mean, you know, if if you look at, at at our event or other events in Poland, running events, um, I think we are the only one that offers um, people to participate with boogies and with dogs which is not very much, um, you know, the case um, with any other events. So this is something where parkrun is really, really different um, to other events. But other than that, I would say, you know, it's, it's pretty much the same. So if you come along to see um, parkrun in Poland and to take part, you would, you would not be surprised with anything. Well, that's comforting to know because the language barrier could potentially be a barrier for tourists. But... I imagine it's not. The British Australian park runners are just rocking up and they know exactly what's going to happen without understanding yeah. anything. Yeah, that's true. Um, we had, last Saturday, we had three people that came from the UK and they, 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 they could not understand the word. Um, but they knew exactly what was going on and, you know, how they should behave. 
with the barcodes and and uh, safety arrangements and everything. So pretty much the same. Parkrun is just universal, even if the language oh, it isn't. Is. Yes, it is because you know park parkrun is about removing barriers, and um, you know because we have the same idea with because we actually running the same content across the world. Um, you know, it's it, you are very familiar with what's going to happen, even if you are, you know, in another country. So, yes, I agree that that's brilliant. Yeah, we should point out to our listeners that your barcode, your Australian barcode will work exactly the same way in Poland and in Denmark and in Ireland as it does here in Australia. Any plans for you to visit Australia, Jakob? Oh, probably. I mean, not not this year, but that would be great if I could uh, visit Australia. That would be one of the things on my to-do list. Have you done many tourist park runs yourself? I've been to a, a several places, mostly in the UK, where I actually started uh, park running, and when I, you know, came across park run for the first time. Um, but then I went also to Ireland. Um, and then, Mark, um, I, I've never been to Russia, which is our um, neighbour, and this is another thing that I'm, I'm going to do. I'm going to do. Tell us about which is your largest event. If I was to visit, which would be your largest event? The largest event, I think, it's Poznan. It's the west west part of the country, um, where usually you have around two hundred people. Um, Last Christmas, we had um, we had more than one thousand people that came to to run, uh, which was a pretty uh, you know, which was a challenge to 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 our team, and it was a bit unexpected. From you know, suddenly from two hundred, you have one thousand people. But I would say this is the biggest one on average. And which event would you say is the most picturesque? Uh, I would say that Gdynia and Gdansk are uh, nice ones because they, 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 you know, the course, um, in both cases, the course goes alongside the sea, which is nice. Um, we have one in the mountains, and uh, this is the only one, I think, in the world that goes through um, two uh, countries because you start in Poland and then you cross the border and you run into the Czech Republic. Um, after, five, after, after three kilometers, you just run back to Poland and you finish in, in, in Poland. But this is, this is very, very nice one because it goes through three parks. And of course, you are in the mountains. That sounds amazing. Yeah, that sounds I'm, awesome. I'm heading there. It's a small one, and it's not easy to to get there. But still, many people, you know, they they put the name on the list, and they really want to go there. You you, you don't need any passport, uh, right? But this is amazing that you cross the bridge and you see the border, and you just you know run into another country. Do they have border patrol? Nope, no border patrol. So you don't add any time to your your park run time limit by stopping and getting your passport stamped on the way in or out. <laughs> no. <laughs> this no. is excellent. Small in the mountains, picturesque, running through two countries. I think that ticks all yeah. the boxes for me. Are we going to add yes. that one to the list, Mel? 
absolutely. It's yeah. it's going to the top, I think. What's it called, Jakob? It's called Cheshen, and you can find it on our website. But it's really nice. I mean, I would very much recommend that one. And where are you based? What's your local one? I'm based in the north. I'm based in Gdynia, and this is my home home event um, where you know Parkman really started in Poland. So I've never moved from from that one. Um, and also, you can see it on on the website. We have two. We have three next to each other, which is good because you have a variety of courses. So you can go, you know, to Gdynia one week, and then another week you can go to Gdansk, which is like twenty minutes away. My wife's family is from Chehochinik and Wrocław. Right. Yep. Any yep. park runs there? We have one in Wrocław, uh, which is a nice one. We don't have any parkrun events in Czechochinek yet, but we will get there. I like that answer, yet. So <laughs> you're optimistic about the future of parkrun in Poland? I, I am. I mean, you know, um, the, the last five years, although you, you may say, you know, it could have actually um, grown quicker, um, you know, the last five years has, has have, have proven that you know parkrun concept is 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 getting interest. Um, we have a lot of people. Many, I mean, we have many people that are very much involved in 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 parkrun. Um, it's getting popular more and more. You know, we have been nominated for the running awards in in, in Poland. Um, so I, I'm I'm very much optimistic about what's going to happen in the future. That's awesome. You're Runners will still receive the tribe sports gear. Yes, we we are part of the system now, and so our runners they also claim the same shirt as as you do in Australia, uh, which is pretty awesome because um, then you know you, you can you can meet people from other countries and they would wear the same shirt as you do. Uh, which is which is quite nice, and uh, so I'm I'm taking you know I'm going to to Africa and in, in a month time, and I'm taking my 50 shirt with me. So I you know I'm I'm pretty sure I'm I'm going to find you know and meet a lot of people wearing the same shirt. You've been around for five years, so you must have some runners who have been hunt 50, 100, getting close yeah, to 250. Yeah, we have now many hundreds. Um, we still don't have any 250, uh, but we, you know, we're getting close to, to that stage. So I think this year we, we're going to actually uh, have the first runners uh, wearing 200, 250 shirts. And not forgetting the 25 volunteer shirt. I'm oh, assuming yeah. you've got one of them too? Yes, I do, of course. Um, I think I've got more than 100 volunteer cases. So <laughs> yes, I deserve one. And I, I should send you four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny because it, it has taken me um, about four years to get my 50 shirt, which I think <laughs> was pretty much the case with Tom in the UK. Um, but yes, I've, I've got my volunteer shirt because I think it was more, you know, to volunteer at the beginning uh, than running for myself. I mean, you know, it's it's brilliant because um, uh, last year I went to Ireland and I was just wearing my volunteer shirt, and some people just came to me saying, "Oh, thank you for volunteering." They obviously they they've never met me met me before, 
but they sold the shirt. Um, so, you know, um, it was really nice. I was really I was pleased with that. Yeah, I think it's a great thing. Whenever I wear my purple shirt, I must admit, people thank me too because there's, there's just not many of them around in Parkrun because it's really hard to volunteer 25 times. Well, thank you for joining us, Jakob. Jenki? Oh, thank you very much, Jenki Barto. So I wish all the best to Park from Australia and whenever you want, visit Poland. I think we have, we have pretty, pretty events, really nice, beautiful parks where you can run. And of course, Chesham, this is the one that you should put on your list. Yes, we'll, um, we'll be having a lot of people heading your way very shortly, I have no doubt, Jakob. Yeah, I better, you know, I better let the team know. Yes, <laughs> let them know we're coming. Hopefully, you know, I'll, I'll see you at some point. I'll see you in Poland. Thank yes. you so much uh, for joining ask, us. Ask, yes, ask Tim to organise a trip. Time for some social adventuring, Mel. Are you ready? I'm ready, Scotty. Let's do Take the roundup. Dave D'Alessio was at Sandon Point Park Run, and he thought he was smiling like his friend, partner Jenny. Turns out he wasn't. It's it's not a bad photo, Dave, but but keep trying. Finding my balance was at Sarah May Park Run, where in addition to the pic of herself enjoying the run, she also posted a pic of the fattest wallaby you're ever likely to see. And if you're listening, do a search for it, because it's the angles. I'm sure the wallaby's not actually that large. And we had two posts from my Studley Parkrun launch. We had Ruin a Dish commenting that it was fun to be at a launch and also impressed with my facial growth. And also Hey TJ shared a pic of her park dog, Pip, who was a bit unsure about the wobbly bridge. But she would have discovered as soon as she started running on it, there was nothing to worry about. So that's all happening on Instagram this week. We also had our roving adventurer, Gary Clark, out at Tuggeranong's anniversary, the superhero-themed run, and we'll hear from Gary now, who caught up with quite a few people. This is Gary Clark. I'm the event director for Tuggeranong Park Run, reporting in for Park Run Adventurers, and I'm here with David Clark. David uh, is our male points winner for 2015-16. So how did you go this morning, David? Oh, pretty good actually. This morning I got another PB and it's taken me nearly two years to get that, so uh, so I'm really happy with that. What do you love about Tuggeranong Park Run? Oh, pr- pretty well everything. I mean, I, I run quite a bit and this is the best club I've ever ever seen, if I can call it a club. Um, and just the, the way it's organised, the people, the, the social interaction, um, just, just everything. All right, I'm here with Lauren Stone. She's our female points winner for 2015-16. She's obviously a very consistent parkrunner, being here just about every week. What is it that you love about parkrun? Why, why do you keep coming back every week? Well, Gary, I love everything about Tuggeranong Parkrun. It's about the community for me. It's about the people and the atmosphere and the support that everyone gives each other and just the fantastic environment we have to run and do our best and enjoy each other's company every weekend. So I'm here with uh, Rod Turner. Rod's uh, been out there running today. I think it's really just because he wanted cake. So uh, why do you come along to Tuggeranong? What makes it so special for you? Uh, I've been coming to Park Run now for about uh, three years, so it's something that um, I've really enjoyed during that time. But 
since my um, heart surgery back in 2014, it's even more important. I went through a six-week rehabilitation program, and um, so the cardiologist said to me that it was important to get back out there, get fit. So I think I was back at Park Run about three um, three months later. Took it easy at first, but um, yeah. So it's all about um, fitness and getting back with um, my uh, mates at um, Park Run. Yeah. So I'm here with uh, Emily Fisher. Emily is one of our prolific parkrun pram pushers. I had to practice that a few times. <laughs> How'd you go today? Not too bad, thanks Gary. Yeah, I really enjoy pushing my nearly four-year-old and 18-month-old in a double pram. It's quite hard work, um, but I'm hoping that I'm setting a good example for my children. I'm trying to encourage my four-year-old to, to run a bit towards the end, yep. so that's, uh, that's always a bit exciting. And if you can get them out of the pram at some point, that'll uh, make you a bit quicker, I assume. Yes, absolutely. Yes, I'm working on my pram PB, <laughs> <laughs> getting faster each week. Um, but, uh, yeah, I do enjoy bringing, bringing the kids along, and it's a great family environment uh, for the children. So I'm here with Tim. Tim's one of our uh, parkrun paparazzis today. Now, when we download the photos onto Facebook, what can we expect to find? I think you can expect to find a smattering of superheroes, Gary. I think you'll find lots of supermen, uh, lots of Spider-Men, um, a lot of people with capes, a lot of speed, a lot of people moving at the, the speed of light. What, what is it that you love about parkrun here at Tuggeron? Look, I think Parkrun at Tuggerong brings together an amazing community of people of all levels of fitness. There's no competition. Uh, it's a very supportive and inclusive environment. It's a lot of fun. I'm here with Gareth and Kelly Candy. Now, these guys are Parkrun royalty here in Tuggeronong, having brought Parkrun to Tuggeronong uh, three years ago. Been out there celebrating our third birthday today uh, in your superhero costumes and capes and everything going on. How was it out there this morning in the run? We just loved it out there. Um, lots of high fives. We had Jessica walking with us and Lewis in the pram. Lots of high fives, great atmosphere, lots of runners, um, and just, yeah, really proud to be here on the third birthday. Fantastic. You had some fun out there, Gareth? Plenty of high fives? Yeah, lots of high fives. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's great that we can actually come out here all as a family. Um, our little girl, Jessica, now is... Um, five uh, going towards six and she actually comes and has a walk around yep. and has a great time and uh, a little Lewis who's 10 months old he comes out and goes around in the pram so we all went around together today which fantastic. is fantastic. So Tuggeronong Park Run really is your baby. Uh, you brought Park Run here to Tuggeronong in the south of Canberra. Um, what prompted you to do that? Oh, well, look, we, we first came across Parkrun when we were living um, over in England. Uh, we were in Sheffield, and we were there when Parkrun first launched in Sheffield um, quite a long time ago now, probably uh, six or seven years ago. Um, and we just loved the concept. It was just really simple. It was really um, accessible to anyone who wanted to take part. And uh, then after a couple of years, we moved back home to Canberra, um, moved down here into Tuggeranong, and... There wasn't a park run here, um, and in fact, there wasn't a lot here for people who wanted to go out for run or meet people. So we just felt that Tuggeronong needed a park run and did what we needed to do to get it started. And there's uh, certainly thousands of runners down here in Tuggeronong who uh, appreciate all that effort that you went to three years ago. So three years on from you guys setting this up, how are things now compared to the the vision that you had three years ago? Has it turned out the way you thought it would? Um, it is bigger, better, more amazing than we thought. Um, we were hoping to 
just have, you know, 40 to 50 people down here regularly participating in an event. We've now got this amazing team of volunteers that are here, um, our run directors team, obviously you, Gary, and Denise, and the whole um, bunch of us that are just so passionate about parkrun and what we're trying to achieve which is just getting out having fun as a community and I feel that it really has become a community event and it I look we've seen it um, from talking to people that it has changed people's lives and no we did not realize we were sort of setting out to do that um, and what it's become with the community atmosphere down here is just something yeah we'll always be proud of it but it's not just us that have made that it's been the whole event so it is a team effort but uh, we certainly appreciate uh, the effort that you guys went to three years ago to start this event as I said you guys are uh, a park run royalty so on behalf of all the Tuggeronong park runners we thank you very much the uh, park run adventurers thank you for your time today and uh, this is Gary Clark Event Director, Tuggeranong Park Run, signing off for Park Run Adventurers. Happy birthday. Woohoo! <laughs> Thanks, Gary. Thanks, Gary, and Gareth, and Kelly, and lots of others from the Tuggeranong anniversary on the weekend. Now, that is how you contribute a roving adventurers report. Amazingly, we have no anniversaries or launches this weekend in Park Run Australia. But we do need questions to put to Tim Oberg in next week's podcast, so make sure you send them in to us. Pretty easy to do, guys. I'm, I think you know how to use Facebook by now. And make them good ones, okay? Like, seriously, how often do you have the opportunity to ask the general manager of Parkrun Australia the big questions? I don't know anywhere else where he just answers everybody's questions. So I think we've got a bit of an exclusive there, and you guys need to cash in on that. Thank you for joining me on another Parkrun Adventure, Scotty. It was great chatting to you again tonight. As always, congratulations on launching Studley. And I'm off to go and book some tickets or at least look at prices for how to get to Poland. And after that, I think I'm going to have to figure out how to navigate the Parkrun Poland website because it's all written in Polish. That's good. I've got someone who can help me with that. But I'm going to stick around at Studley for a few more weeks and then start booking my flights to Poland. Thanks for joining me. We will see you, hear you, 